1: Hello, my name is Angel Wallace-Smiles and you are listening to an episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. Welcome back. How are you doing? Um, If this is your first episode, then woohoo, you've chosen a good one. And if you are just one of our regular listeners, hi, how are you doing? Welcome back, baby. Okay, anyway, stop being weird, Angel. You have chosen a very, very, very good episode to listen to. Today I'm chatting with Sydney hunter We deep dive into her entire fitness journey and really talk about the importance of patience and diligence and learning how to not have everything like with the clap of a finger or the snap of a finger probably is a better term to use and how to really wait for things and hard work does pay off and that's what we're talking about today because this girl is a fucking hard worker. Anyway... Before you, you know, deep dive into this episode, feel free to give us a cheeky five stars and a follow on Instagram at That Gym Girl Podcast or at Angel Wallace Smiles on Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. Until then, bye. Enjoy the episode. Alrighty, guys. Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. Guys, today I am joined by the Sydney from Body by Sid. Hi. Hi, Sydney. How are you going? Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited. It's six AM here. It's a beautiful day, and I'm ready to chat. Oh, <laughs> um, so for early, those, Early, yes, yeah, super early. But you know, I know you're an early riser, and so am I. It's you gotta. What, what's it? The uh, the early bird gets the worm.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: All right. So for those who don't know you, Sid, I'm going to give like the quickest rundown ever, but I guess they'll learn a little bit about who you are through this episode as well. So you're a transformation coach. And first off, I love that. Can we start? Why did you call yourself a transformation coach?
3: Um, For me, when it comes, I didn't want to just be a weight loss coach or like a fat loss coach or just a strength coach because I feel like when it comes to coaching, it's something more of a transformation beyond just physical. It's a transformation emotionally, a transformation mentally and physically. Um, So I'm just, it's more of a transformation of your entire lifestyle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you're a um, Muscle Nation sponsored athlete. I saw you this morning in their new level 2.0. Oh, that's set. Oh. Their whole yes, range. I yes. I was
3: just taking photos. It's so, it's an amazing, amazing range. And it's honestly just an, an amazing company to be a part of.
1: Absolutely. Muscle Nation is just huge in Australia. So, yes, love it. Um, you're also a powerlifting champion. That's just insane. And we're going to deep dive into all of that later. Now, I love yes. to deep dive straight into the episodes. So. I want to know, as a kid, were you always the confident kid? You know, the kid that's always extroverted? Were you that person?
3: I was. I always was that person that was the le- the one that was always speaking up in class, the one that had no fear to say what was on her mind, <laughs> the person that kind of just like was the, the talkative one, the one that just had a lot of energy, the one that was like kind of, Rallying everyone up in high school, I was like the spirit coordinator, so I planned all of the rallies for classes and stuff. Yep. So I always been something that had been, have always been a very big personality.
1: And have you ever found that has been challenging for you, or an obstacle, or has it always been your power?
3: For me, I feel like it's always been my power, but I think growing up, sometimes it was like told, like, okay, be quiet, or like, why are you using your, why are you yelling? When I I'm not yelling, I'm just talking. I just talk with a lot of excitement, or just like, I found it sometimes to be an obstacle, but usually I'm able to kind of internalize it and realize like, it makes me happy to be a big personality. So just to kind of keep being on being who I am and like unapologetic about it.
1: Yeah, and so how and when did fitness really enter your life as a young adult or even as a child?
3: Um, to be honest, as a child, I started running competitive track when I was eight years old, and then I started lifting when I was thirteen. Um, so it's all fitness and like living a healthy lifestyle. I've always kind of been something that I've been ingrained, but I think I have got a little more serious. With fitness, obviously, when I went to college, because I was on the college track team, so we were running a lot, having practice all the time, and then I kind of got, once I finished track, I went into um, powerlifting, and then, like, now it's been about 2019, so about three years of powerlifting and just, like, finding my own competitive ways outside of track, so I've always been pretty athletic, always been pretty into fitness. So it's kind of just something that I've just been ingrained into my life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so what is it about the powerlifting or the lifting weights that is so addictive for you?
3: I think for me, after track, because track is a very like black and white type of sport, whoever crosses the line first wins, there's not much wiggle room to see, you know, in terms of who the winner is. So when it came to run for powerlifting, I excelled a lot in the weight room. Um, my, one of my friends who became my powerlifting coach, he was like, Sydney, like, you should try it. Like, just try it. No one's like, you have to do a competition. But in my head, um, when I thought of powerlifters, I, the ones that I was seeing and envisioned were a lot bigger than me um, and not just how I wanted to look aesthetically. So I kind of was a little bit nervous at first. But mm-hmm. then he kind of was like, just try the program. And I felt that and I really, really loved it. And it just made me feel strong, made me feel in charge, made me feel comfortable and being able just to push myself beyond my limits. And, and it's just, and even at the competitions, it's very black and white. Whoever lifts the most that day wins. So that yeah. for me, is, it, competitive wise, went right along, was the perfect segue out of track into another competitive sport. Yeah. That's a very like independent solo sport.
1: Yeah, I completely understand that. Now, I would like to shift into mindset and hardships a little bit because Mm -hmm. I know that your page is definitely about mindset and discipline. So, you said something that really Mm -hmm. was important Mm -hmm. to me. You said, through darkness comes light, through fear comes love, and through Mm -hmm. pain comes triumph. And I really, really found that profound. So. For me personally, I found that every hardship I've ever gone through has actually been a blessing in disguise. Obviously not in the moment. In the moment, I was like, (laughs) what the fuck is this shit?
3: Oh, yeah. But. It feels like crap. Mm -hmm,
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is something that you learned from the darkest times that you still use today? Something about Sid that you learned?
3: I think that something I've learned from my darkest times is that there's always a new, like, day tomorrow, and there's always something to try to be grateful for, something that can try to make you smile. Like, for me, even in the darkest moments, I know, like, I have the support of my friends to at least being able to, like, and just using your support circle to be able to lean on them in your hard times. Like, when I'm upset, I just call my friends and then, like, I know that they can at least make me smile on that day. And just think being able to realize that you have a support system and realize you have an opportunity to turn it around mm. um really helps and I think for me journaling is what really got me to be able to kind of get out of those dark times because so sometimes when we're so upset and everything's just in your mind and so cluttered you're not able to really freely think So and I'm just writing the words out so I've like looked back at my journal sometimes when I've been upset reading it and I'm like it wasn't even full of sentences but it was just thoughts I just needed to like get out of
1: my head yeah
3: and it allows you to think a little more clearly and kind of just settle and calm yourself
1: yeah putting um pen to paper and do you ever have journal yes. prompts or do you kind of just release what's inside of your head
3: I, I usually just release what's inside I sometimes I don't really want to do journal prompts as much because it's like the prompt because sometimes the prompts are like daily and it's like that's not what's on my mind today Yeah. usually I just kind of like write as sometimes there's been days where I write for five minutes there's been days that I write for sometimes I lose track and I'm like I wrote for like almost an hour like every day is so different sometimes it's about even just like writing and you can even sit there and think but for me it's been helpful just like get it out on paper and not putting a limit on it and just writing what's on your mind it can be thoughts it can be songs it can be words it can be emotions to just kind of get it out of your head and on paper to release some of that. Um, sometimes the clutter that we have in our minds, we're able to, like, see a clearer vision. Mm.
1: And so there will be people listening to you right now who are uh-huh. really in that pit. And you know when, you know the saying, oh, I'm just in a rut, and you feel like yes. you're not going anywhere. What, what would you say mm-hmm. to these individuals right now that you wish you had heard?
3: To keep going, literally just keep going like as hard as it is hard as it feels like for me it's just like do something something's better than nothing do the smallest thing um for me when I was in a rut like even just getting out of bed was the hardest like so if I could at least just get out of bed and make my bed go eat breakfast and get right back in my bed I would but just to be able to do something being able to do the smallest things, and when we're in that rut, we don't we don't want to let other things slip to the wayside. So it's just remembering that like you can do it, and not letting it pile up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I see online that you're a big believer of accountability and taking personal responsibility for mm-hmm. your own truth, and your own destiny, and your own goals. Now, Mm -hmm. have you always been the person who was very accountable and very on top of your shit? Or has there been times where you've had to really, you know, call yourself out about this?
3: Yeah, and I think – I think – I haven't always been someone that's been accountable, but I think sports kind of made me accountable because, like, running track, you can't blame it on your teammate. You don't – you have teammates, but you're the only one running – Um. I think the accountability for me came from sports, but there has been times, mainly in business, where I had to hold myself kind of like accountable to a hey, get your like get your shit together. You're having like I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also like someone who's young and is wanting to have fun. But and I'm checking myself like, okay, you've gone out enough. You've literally been out with your friends. Like it's time to kind of settle down, dive your head into business, focus straight. Um, and sometimes that those check those like self awareness moments can come from friends, come from family, come from mentors. Like, hey, Sid, I see you. Hey, like, make sure you're still on it. Like, remember the goal in mind. You're having fun, but like, still remember what the ultimate plan is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, going into your business, for those who don't know, Sydney actually operates um, and owns her own coaching and transformation business, Body by Sid. Um, Has this Uh been a steep learning curve, owning your own business?
3: I think I had really good mentors to be able to guide me to it, but I think for me when it comes to the learning curve was when um, it was for me to transition online, because I've always been an in-person trainer, I almost was able to do it, like, with the, like, it was not easy, but I was, I knew how it worked, I knew the ins and outs, I was, um, like, I'm an expert at it. So when the pandemic hit and it was like, I really thought my career was over. Everything that I had worked for, learned was no more because all I had at the time was in-person training and shifting even my own thought of how online coaching can work because I didn't even believe in it at first. Mm-hmm. But being able to shifting my mindset and philosophy behind um online training changed so much but at first that learning curve of how online works how to create the best online program that's going to get you the best retention going to get you the best results getting you the best finishing percentage so that was such a learning curve for me going from like in person to learning how to do online coaching like it was hard cuz it was not something i was used to
1: and so as a client who's an online client and as an online coach what would you say is the best thing they can do to get the outcome they uh, they you know would like? One more time? Oh, um so, if you've got an online client and they've mm-hmm. got an online coach, um what is the best thing that they can mm-hmm. do to achieve their goals even though it's online? I think the number
3: one thing to a client would be to like trust your coach. You obviously reached out to that coach for a reason. You've obviously paid money for a reason, regardless of the amount of money you've paid. Trust your coach. They, There's something about them that you were gravitated towards. So trust them and follow what they're doing. And don't try to be like, remember, well, my old coach, well, my old, I used to, you gotta, I always tell my clients like, All the used to, shoulda, coulda, wouldas (laughs) are out the door. We're in this present moment and we're learning together. So I think that would be my number one tip for people who are online who are a little bit skeptical. Just trust your coach, trust your program, and give your 110%. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, this is coming towards the close of the app. So in May 2018, you said, patience and diligence are the keys to your fitness success. Do you still believe this and why so? Oh, patience
3: and diligence, 110%. Like, I, that's probably the number one thing that I've seen with my clients that are successful in person, out of person, even in myself. When I'm patient, when I'm diligent, I'm able to think thoroughly, I'm able to do the steps necessary to reach the goal. For example, in like fitness, if you're just going to be someone who is a patient, you're going to diet super hard, crazy cardio every day, like just going ham, like nonstop where it's not attainable, you might get the results. But when you back off of that and you're not, you know, dieting is super duper hard and super strict and you're not doing the endless hours of unnecessary cardio, you end up being almost taking two steps back because you got to that goal so quickly that now that, pitfall of like you're not there anymore is so much more harsh
1: yeah and so so
3: I think it's just like diligence patients are so important just to kind of know that like you're on the right track and although sometimes with re- with fitness you want to get results now 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 but I just want to say at the beginning like just tap in with how you're feeling like realize that you're feeling better, realize that you're moving better in the gym. This non scale victories are important definitely at the
1: beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's hard because on social media, you compare yourself to somebody else's chapter 40 or 30 mm-hmm. when you're just at one or two. And I think patience has become something of the past and something that we lack. Um, that's just what I see in the circles around me. So very, very blunt. Oh, yeah, the well, Yeah, literally. Very simple question. What would you say to someone and how to improve their fit, uh, how to improve their patience? Is it through habits? Is it through the journaling? I would say
3: to improve their patience is in the simplest forms, like kind of get rid of any assumptions you might have for the program, like that you just assume it's going to happen. And just also being very aware of what you're doing like your coach could give you everything you need to do and you can't get mad at them if you're like it's not working but you also on the flip side haven't done anything to make it work
1: yeah absolutely so I think of
3: that, after that comes from like holding yourself accountable and really understanding what you're doing and knowing that change isn't going to happen overnight you know
1: yeah I think people forget that it's a lifestyle they're building and not an overnight success
3: mm-hmm yeah, because even when I'm when I post transformations and stuff like that the number one question is like how long did that take mm-hmm. every single time like that's I every chance how long did that take how long did that take how long and I usually won't post the time it took just because it doesn't matter but I'll tell people I, I think someone I posted a transformation and she had lost like 15 pounds but it took a year and a half but she looks way better because people don't see the part where she lost 10 and we did a bulk phase and then we did a cut. So it like it went up and down, but her overall composition of her body looks like she lost 50 pounds just because her overall composition is amazing. And everyone's goals are different. Mm-hmm. Like you could be like, well, she still needs she still needs to lose more. She may be exactly where she is. So trying to compare your, like someone's results, isn't you know an end-all be-all like you because everyone's results are going to be different everyone's bodies are different everyone's outlooks on how they want their body to look is going to be different
1: yeah I completely agree now this kind of is coming towards the end so I want to finish off talking about you what is some exciting things that you have coming up in your life business we're coming up to the silly season what is going on for you
3: that's funny. I've never heard it called the silly season. What oh. is it, like
1: Christmas? <laughs> yeah, like holidays.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, coming up, I'm relaunching my online program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually traveling to Australia in December. No way! So super excited for that. Are you seeing Kayla? Yeah, so I'm coming between. Yeah, seeing. I'm seeing. I'm doing Sydney for. Five days
1: and doing Brisbane and then doing Melbourne as well. So, girl, don't do Brisbane. I think
3: two and a half.
1: What you got to do the Gold Coast, which is next to Brisbane. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I think I just have to figure it all out because I just didn't realize how far things were.
1: Oh, so Um, far.
3: I thought everything was just like right next to each other. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. no.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) So, so for sure, definitely coming to Australia in, in December and January. Um, relaunching some stuff online um, and really just trying to focus on almost in a way being able to impact my clients' lives a little bit more, being able to really get those mindset transformations, those confidence transformations, highlighting those a lot more than just the scale, just the looks, because I'm wearing stuff that's going to be long lasting. And I'm also eventually, of course, everyone loves to have a coach loves to have a program but I still want them to have some sense of independence you know that they're not relying every single thing on me I want them to be able to you know be able to almost write a program if they needed to on their own that's just my goal with all my clients
1: yeah absolutely I think um for my goal personally as a personal trainer is I want you to understand the fitness concept so well mm-hmm. that you would feel comfortable leaving me. And I know that's bizarre to say, mm-hmm. which is like you want them to be your client, but I want them to be so educated about their own body that they could happily leave and do it themselves.
3: Exactly. That's And if we think, I always say like in school, that's what teachers are doing. They're literally preparing us so we can be able to navigate the world on our own, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's just like I want them to be able to understand why we do things a certain way. Not just, I do, I eat like this because my coach said so. I do this because my coach said so. I want you to understand the reasoning behind it because you'll have more value around it and you'll believe in it more if you actually understand it.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyone who's lucky to have Sid as her coach, oh my gosh. So definitely hit her up for that. Uh, Um, At the end of every pod, I like to do a moment which is called the highlight of the week, something you're wanting to brag about you're proud of you're grateful for you're excited about what is your highlight of the week
3: my highlight of this week ooh, i think for me the highlight of this week is just coming in every day this week feeling really good about what the day has to offer because some days i'm like oh it's just gonna be a a full day and i'm just kind of dragging but i will say this week it's been an amazing week i'm feeling really good and also my training this week has been badass like it's, I've just been in terms of my own workouts like they've just been going really well and I'm just kind of feeling really good really strong and just everything's been feeling good I, I'm fine I feel like I'm hitting a groove of like kind of hitting my own goals of like for myself body wise and strength wise
1: yep and what is it you say for I see your five fifteen a.m alarm and it, I can't remember what it says what does it say on the on the screen
3: Oh, let's be great. Let's be great, folks. Perfect. Well, I
1: want to end it with that. Let's be great, folks, just like Body by Sid. Um, thank you so, so much, Sydney. This podcast has been yeah, so great. Awesome. You're a great interviewer. Oh, thank you. That's very, very kind. Um, I would have loved to catch You're up welcome. when you came to Australia, but I'm actually not going to be in Australia, which is so bizarre.
3: Where are you going to be?
1: I'm going to be in the UK for three months. <laughs> I know, but you'll have to live it up by the beach for me. Yes,
3: definitely.
1: I told you, wasn't it such a fun episode? She was so cool. Like, oh my God, she's coming to Australia and I'm not even going to be here. What the fuck? Anyway, I'm going to be living my fairy tale dream Christmas over in the UK where I know for a fact it's not going to fucking snow. I know it's going to rain and I know I'm not going to get a white Christmas, but that's okay because I'm not there for the white Christmas. I'm there to see my family but also a bit of snow would have helped, but that's okay. Anyway, if you guys are in England, feel free to hit me up. I'd love to hit a session with you. I feel like that would be so much fun, like, to actually see you in real life. Like, I'm a real person, and you're a real person. Like, how wild? Two real people, like, working out. Anyway, sorry, I'm on a tangent. Um, I hope you have the bestest day ever. You deserve it. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to love your body. You deserve to fuel your body. You deserve to eat what you want in moderation and really look after yourself. So I hope you take that to heart. Have a wonderful day. Bye.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.